Bibles tonight to the book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter number 2 this evening, 1 Peter 2 and verse number 5. And so uh, this is going to be a bit of a different type of message. Uh, those of you that have been through uh, Vision Sundays before know what I'm talking about. I'm going to be talking and preaching a little bit at the same time, uh, looking at some of the goals. And of course, our theme this year, Built Up in Christ, uh, is what our theme is, Colossians 2, 7. Uh, that would be rooted and built up in Christ. So I encourage you, let's make that a matter of memorization, that verse. And uh, what does God want you to build in the new year? Not only in your life, but also see built in the lives of other people. Uh, so as we go into the new year, uh, this theme, built up in Christ, how is the question many times. We see the big picture, but how practically do we see that happen? How can we see this uh, theme and the vision uh, accomplished in this new year. Uh, and our passage shows us uh, here in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, uh, is that we are a special creation of the Lord, uh, and God has a special purpose for us. If we could stand together out of respect for the reading of the Word of God as you're physically able, uh, 1 Peter 2 and verse number 5 tonight. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dearly Father, I pray that you be with the message tonight. And Lord, the vision, I pray that you would help me to be clear, help me to guide my thoughts, dear Lord, and that your words would be spoken tonight. Oh Lord, touch our hearts. Help us to see it. And Lord, we know your word clearly tells us where there is no vision that people perish. And Lord, we thank you that you continue to speak today and that you continue to show us the path through your word and through the direction you give us. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So the vision for 2024. So here, what are the goals? So we're looking here as this, First uh, Peter 2, I want to say a couple uh, thoughts here on First Peter 2, 5. It says, you also as lively stones. We talked about being rooted and built up this morning. Uh, that God, each of us, it's a spiritual house. The foundation, of course, we learned this morning, is that of Christ. We're in Christ, and we see at the end of this verse, acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And it is Jesus who is the wise master builder. As we go down here in verse number eight, wherefore also it contained in the scripture of verse six, uh, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Uh, that's Jesus, the chief cornerstone, the foundation of our faith, the foundation of our lives. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of confusion going on out there. A lot of people are confounded. A lot of people don't know where to turn, but through Jesus, we're not going to have that trouble, are we? We're going to have the wisdom of the Lord, and we're going to have that building. What are you building this year? I pray that you're going to be growing spiritually. How do we see that happen? We also talked about this morning about uh, teaching others. So one of the goals of for 2024, I mentioned this morning, is to start a six-week foundation Sunday school class that begins this uh, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. So I want you to be there uh, if you're interested. Uh, so well, how do I? So well, what is this about? Well, let me ask you some questions tonight. Uh, do you struggle? to be faithful to learn anything from your Bible or the faithful to reading your Bible, period. 
then this class is for you. It's going to help you with that. Uh, do you struggle in having a just, be honest, a real prayer life and, uh, and being consistent and faithful in that and even seeing, even knowing how to pray or how to have a prayer list? I have no idea how to do any of that and I'm, I'm not faithful in that. Then the Sunday class, Sunday school class is for you. Uh, do you have a besetting sin that you like to see Christ give you victory over and to get to the basics and fundamentals of seeing God work in your life? then this class is for you. I encourage you to sign up for the class, and we're going to be going through this book, What's Next, by Brother Olson. Uh, And now, I'll say this. We're going to be using this book. I'm not going to be teaching lessons from this book, okay? I'm going to, this is going to be something, a homework. Think of it as homework during the week. And I'm going to be teaching lessons that have something to do with what we're looking at, but uh, this is going to be extra. The Sunday school class itself is not going to be based on this book, just letting you know that. Uh, but you're going to assign us to read a chapter and go through it. Wonderful, practical. I love this book. I've gone through it several times with different people, and uh, it's a blessing. It's simple. It's easy uh, because I've used some... Uh, discipleship books and new, and not only just for new converts, but uh, just for people maybe that haven't had a lot of grounding. Uh, and going through it, I've used books that are just kind of shallow and you know, don't tell you a whole lot. Then I've also used books that kind of overwhelm them a little bit. They get a little too far into it. Uh, and not necessarily too far, but just it's not in bite-sized pieces. So this is a great balance. Love Brother Olson, Dave Olson from Fairhaven. Uh, and we started using this last year and God has used it. So that's what we're going to be using in the class. So if you come to the class, you get a free copy of this book. Uh, and so I want to encourage you with that. Then, so I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, uh, there's also the other class I talked about is uh, how to disciple, how to disciple. Uh, so while I'm, I've already, you know, I know how to be faithful in those things. You know, I really don't think I need to be in the foundations class. That's fine. You've got the basics down and you've grown in the faith. But you don't know how to tell, tell other people how to do those things. And le- how, how do you help somebody? Uh, because sometimes we have the knowledge, but we lack the skills necessary to bring someone along and disciple. And uh, you're like, well, a preacher, where in the Bible does it say for us to do that? I'm so glad you asked. If you didn't ask, I'm going to answer the question anyway. Okay, so that's what we're going to look at here for a moment, look at some passages. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pass this around, okay? So the one time you get to pass things around, pass notes in church, okay? So uh, the first page is for the foundations class. Uh, that's going to start next week. That's a Sunday school class. If you want to grow in the Lord, sign up for it. The second page is if you want to be part of the Tuesday night class, that's going to start here in two weeks uh, from 630 to 730, one hour, and it's going to be practical how to help people, how to disciple them, okay? So if you're interested in that, that's the second page. Right here. Okay, there we go. First page is for Sunday school class. Okay, so if you have any questions about that, ask me after. So uh, either sign up or pass it along, okay? So um, just want to encourage you with that. So here we go. So what is there a scriptural basis for this? To have a six-week discipleship training program. Uh, is, that, is there a biblical basis for this? Absolutely, because we learned in this morning in Colossians 2, 7, about being rooted and, uh, and built up in Christ as ye have been what? Taught by who? Someone. It was taught by Paul and also others that came along. We've been taught by somebody. Someone has discipled us, whether it was our parents, whether it was this Christian school teacher, whether it was a Sunday school teacher, whether it was a pastor. We've all been discipled by somebody, not all of them preachers. It's not only my, it is my job to disciple. That's what I do. Every single time I get up in this pulpit, I'm discipling and bringing people along. That's my job and my calling. I'm thankful for that. But also God has a calling for you to help in that. 
Because there's people that you come in contact with that I can't reach. I can't, talk, I can't disciple everybody all at the same time. I'm only one person. Uh, I actually know pastors that try and do that, and they burn themselves out trying to do that. Uh, but my goal is so that in, what if one day, and you know, I don't want this to happen, and definitely my family doesn't want this to happen, but what happens if I die in a fiery car crash in six months? What's going to happen to the church? Yeah, I mean, you need to be able to teach other people. It's not just my responsibility. It's all of ours. Now, I don't want that to happen, but I would be remiss as your pastor if I didn't teach you these things. Matthew 28, I mentioned this this morning. We're going to go there. Matthew 28, turn over there. Verses 19 and 20. Uh, because there's two commands here given in verses 19 and 20. This is the Great Commission. And uh, given to those there, those disciples that saw Jesus ascend into the heaven and written and recorded for us today... Uh, that we can take a lesson from. Yes, this was a commission to the apostles and the disciples. I understand that. But ergo, it is also, we see throughout the New Testament, repeated over and over and over again, this is what we're to do. This is how we see God's kingdom furthered. Verse, 20, verse 19, Go ye therefore, from where? From where they were at, and teach all nations. There's no nation exempt from the gospel. Amen. Uh, there is no, no nation too far, there's no nation too cold, no nation too locked down that the gospel cannot penetrate, and that is the command. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost. Okay, Teaching them to submit and follow Christ. There, here it is, one said, baptizing them, uh, go thee therefore and teach all nations. And also now we see verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. What did Jesus command? What did Jesus command the disciples? What is the Sermon on the Mount? How to live. Amen. How to live the Christian life. How to treat people right. How to love God. How to live morally. All of those things. All that Jesus taught. He taught so many practical lessons of how to live. He gives us those instructions. It's our job to teach those to others. Not just the gospel. The gospel is important. But what else? Discipleship teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Another passage, Romans 14, 19, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith, you may, what, wherewith one may what edify another. What does edify mean? Edify doesn't just mean, hey, you know what? You're looking handsome today. Brother Kincaid, I really love your beard. Okay, I really love it, brother. You know, that's incredible. Amen. Yeah, I told brother, I told brother Kincaid, he grows a beard like a lot of us wish we could. Okay, I mean, I can't grow a beard like that. Okay, he grows it for all of us who can't. All right, uh, praise the Lord for that. And uh, I don't know, it, it makes you look older. You look like, you know, in your 40s. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, uh, you know, man, just serious there. You know, it looked like you need an axe. Okay, you know, ready to go out and rip some things up. But that right there is, that's, yes, I encouraged him, I gave him a compliment, but that's not what we're talking about here. That edification is to build someone up spiritually. And so edify is to encourage those who are discouraged. Amen. Someone who is discouraged, someone's going through a trial, just as we saw this morning in Hebrews 2.18, that Jesus comes alongside, runs to our aid in the middle of temptation. And you know how Jesus comes to our aid? He uses people. He uses us. Yes, he comes in his presence. Yes, he comes in the person of the Holy Spirit, but also he sends us as his mouthpiece, as his hands and his feet to show Christ. That's how we edify. 
being there in the hard times and the tough times to encourage, also being there to encourage, to keep away from sin, all of those things. We're to edify one another, those who are already saved. Romans 15, 2, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to what is it? Edification. Building up, not doing anything that would detract from that. Ephesians 4, 16, from whom the whole body, here it is, fitly joined together. This is the church and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. What does this mean? This is interesting. Joined together, but compact. If you maybe don't know what a compact is, uh, the... Um, Mayflower Compact is maybe something that would give a good definition for this. That was a, a set of basically bylaws, a constitution, if you will, an agreement that all those that were on the Mayflower decided this is how we are going to govern ourselves when we get to America. And so it was an agreement. All of, the, all of Everybody was underneath the same set of rules. Everybody was unified. So not only was Christ has put together people from different backgrounds, people of different ages, people of uh, different uh, varying gifts and abilities, puts them all together in the church, joins them together, then compacts them in who? In Christ. An agreement. We all say the same thing. We all agree to the same thing. We all agree in the same doctrine. That's important. And that's what Paul constantly, all through the New Testament, over and over again, that you all have the same mind. Let this mind be in which is also in Christ Jesus. That's what it means to be compacted together by that which every joint supplieth. Meaning every person, every person has a specific job and a specific contribution to the church. Has a specific purpose. Don't ever think that you don't matter in the church of God. Don't ever think that your ability doesn't matter. It does. God wants to use it according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Not only does it, it's, it's supposed to work, it's a body that's supposed to be work effectively. Because we've all know churches, they, they work, but they aren't very effective. Because they work, but they do a whole lot of creaking. They got a whole lot of arthritis in the joints. They got a whole lot of creaking. You know, they, you know, they're, they're trying you know, it seems like you're trying to grind through the rust. You know, I know if you've ever, um, I'll never forget, uh, we had an old camper in the back that my dad had bought. It was like a homemade camper. And it sat there for my entire childhood. Then dad decided he was going to sell it. And it had sat, now if you know anything about up north, uh, because of the cycle of the freezing and the thawing, the freezing and thawing, things sink down into the ground. They don't really do that as much here. More things grows up around it, but there it like sinks into the ground. And uh, I'll never forget, he sold it. I think he sold it for $200. Guy hitched up to it. And my dad said, I'm just letting you know that I haven't moved this thing in many, many years. I think he'd moved it once when I was five. I kind of remember that. But this was when I was like 13, 14 and was going to move it out of there. You know, it was one of those things. My mom's like, honey, are you going to get rid of that? Oh, yeah, I'll th I'm thinking about it. I'll get rid of it sometime. You know, the next year, honey, are you ever going to get rid of that thing? It's all rotten. <laughs> you know, my mom would just ask, oh, yeah, honey, I'll take care of it. She's like, okay. You know, I think I heard that 10, 11 times. I don't know. But uh, then uh, the guy hitched up to it, and he thought he was just going to pull that thing right out of there. And uh, it didn't happen that way. Uh, the brakes were stuck. Uh, it actually didn't have brakes. The axles were, like, seized. The bearings were seized. And he dragged that thing all the way by... 20 feet across our lawn, just the wheels not turning. 
He goes, well, if I fill them up with air, you know, tried to, to fill the tires up with air. I don't know how they held air, but they did. It all dry rotted. And he said, now it'll go. He dragged it up our driveway, and it didn't break free until it hit the pavement. And even then, it was like, then it finally, finally went, and off he went. You know, as a church, we ought not be like that, have the brakes stuck on. You know, we've ever seen a car that sat there for a long time. The brakes are all seized up, and it's been sitting there five or six years, all rusted together. That's not an effective vehicle. As a church, we need to be effective in working in measure of every part, making, here it is, increase of the body. Increase of the body. What is increase of the body? Growth. We're going to grow. Uh, it's our job as God's people to replicate ourselves and reproduce ourselves in other people through leading them to the Lord also in helping them grow as God's people. So if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, there's going to be an increase in the body unto the edifying, here it is, of itself in love, in the love of who? Christ. Building up. And that's where our job comes in. Uh, and so what we're going to do for that six-week discipleship training program, we're going to use this book. I'm going to teach you how to use this book. And I'm going to how to teach you how to encourage others. I'm going to teach you how to help someone who is struggling, uh, how to help someone whose relative is dying in the hospital. What do you say to somebody? I'm going to teach you how to do that. On uh, how to edify and build one. How do, you, how do you help a fellow Christian, whether it be someone you meet along the way? By the way, prayer is powerful, saying, I am praying for you and meaning it, and actually praying for that person. That is powerful. You can have a lot of great contacts with people with that. And I'm going to teach you how to do that. So those are some of the things we're going to be going over in that class. Uh, also, we're going to have four friend days with meals um, after the service during the year. During every quarter, the first one's going to be March 31st uh, for Easter. We're going to have, of course, Easter services, and we're going to have a big meal after the service. Going back to doing our Easter uh, meals there. Uh, it's going to be a big ham dinner. We're going to invite the bus parents out. Also going to be a big friend day. We're going to have flyers, invite people to come, and praying for people to be saved. Uh, another is going to be one is for Patriotic Sunday. We're going to do that as well. That's the Sunday before 4th of July. Uh, then there'll be one fall friend day, and of course Christmas Sunday, uh, a little bit different, we're going to be having a meal on Christmas Sunday after the service, so we're getting back to doing that, uh, and uh, there might be uh, a resurrection of Bus Family Christmas uh, this year, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. So just letting you know, so that's the plan for the four big, big uh, friend days, and of course inviting people out for missions, conference, and special services, but those are big ones with meals that we're going to be doing. It's not only just for bringing visitors, but also so we can fellowship together as a church family. That's important as well. We did that more last year, and I think it was the Lord used it. Uh, and then to launch out the Warriors Light Ministries, we kind of did a mini launch Okay, uh, but to launch out into using uh, the Warriors Light Ministries, not only the name, uh, but also getting out, uh, getting Bibles in the Warriors Light Ministry name and using that to uh, get on the floor and be able to distribute Bibles. So I told you this morning, the website is up and going. Brother Coe, show what the website looks like. This is the front page of the website. It is live. Uh, if you use your phone, it does look different. It does have a, a mobile format, but if you want to see all the details of it, use your computer or switch to the desktop mode. Uh, and you'll probably notice that uh, there's three operations. I've already mentioned this. Uh, the one on the left is for police. That's coming soon next year. Uh, the one for firemen, we're going to try and launch at the same time. That's going to be coming next year, Lord willing. Focusing on the soldiers right now. Uh, but an aspect of this that is a little bit different that came about as we're doing the website is that there is a, if you notice at the top, there is a tab that says Request a Bible. 
Request a Bible. So once you click that, there is a form that you can fill out, that any soldier can fill out, that any family member can fill out. If you're a soldier, veteran, uh, policeman, or first responder of some kind, if you let us know, we will send them a Bible anywhere in the world for free. So that's, I'm just telling you, that's going to, rec- and it's a pastor, do you understand how much postage costs? Yes, I understand that. Uh, and But I believe the Lord's going to use that. So when we're going out in, in, uh, into Pennsylvania, in, uh, in February, uh, we're going to promote this aspect of it because all the time I run across whenever I preach in other churches, oh, I have a family member in this place, I have a family member in this place, I have a son, a grandson, a nephew, and they're not walking with God. And in that package is going to be a Bible, it's going to be a gospel tract, and also some uh, resources so that they can get into a good church wherever they're at, and also so that they can trust the Lord Christ as their Savior, or be able to rededicate their life to the Lord if they're already saved. So that's the goal there. So that's a new aspect of the Warriors Light Ministry that we're doing, launching out, and uh, we're taking a step of faith there. That's a lot of resources needed for that. Uh, but that is the plan. Uh, and we're making a commitment. As long as Bibles and money last, we'll ship a Bible to any soldier, uh, veteran, or first responder worldwide. Uh, so, And we eventually want to see... Uh, as we see a police in a fire edition of these Bibles distributed, okay? They're going to be specific to firemen and to police and the challenges that they face. Um, and uh, so that's the, the goal there. So if you want to you see it on the website on your phone, uh, it looks a little bit more like this. So this is the web version of it. And uh, also we're going to implement still some getting some things finalized we're going to get the request a bible section of it uh onto this as well so there's still some things we're finalizing uh but the one tab there's going to be there uh that you don't see you see about tells about the ministry how can i help uh so how can you help the three three things there pray pray for open doors we have that right on the website pray for open doors for getting bibles i that's all i leave it at that uh don't get into big specifics there uh, then also to, to pray, uh, to give, uh, to give of time to hand these Bibles out, also giving of finances. Uh, then also to share. Uh, to a lot of the Bibles that we've handed out, uh, you hand out one, but by word of mouth, hey, he needs one, or she needs one. Oh, I know someone else that needs one. You get another Bible out, and to share the word and to spread the word. And we're going to get some cards that you can distribute and to give to people. Uh, and hand out. Maybe you can't carry a Bible with you, but you can get them a card to where, especially if they're locally, uh, we get their information. We will hand deliver them a Bible uh, and invite them out to church. Okay, that's what we plan to do with that. Uh, so there's a lot of moving parts here, and also uh, to grow the clothing outreach ministries. That's been a great blessing, and we look forward to growing that uh, and growing our outreach, growing in our bus ministry, growing in our Operation Homefront. By the way, Operation Homefront, we're out there knocking doors again Saturday, 10 o'clock. Uh, uh, I'll be here. I know we kind of focused on getting the Bibles out, but can I encourage you, if you have any Bibles left and you're knocking on doors, take some with you. Uh, you'll run across a soldier. And then give them a Bible, okay? That's what I plan to do, carry some with me. 
I have my satchel. I can carry about five or six Bibles with me at a time and uh, just hand them out to, uh, to soldiers and their families as we're knocking on their door. Uh, where we're knocking right now is over by the airport, and most of it is military, almost all of it. Uh, there's some that aren't, but most of them are. So we're going to try and get some more Bibles out that way. So that's going to be implemented into our Operation Homefront. Our door-knocking ministry is to have Bibles and get them out to soldiers that way. So if we're out knocking on doors and we're getting out 10, 15, 20, 50 Bibles a week, uh, that's going to help go toward. Because the big thing is to see 2,000 plus Bibles distributed in 2024. Uh, To put that in perspective, we had a mountain. We had our pyramid over here of Bibles. That was 220 Bibles. That's 10 times as many as that. It's a lot of Bibles. Uh, but we do have a longer period of time. We're going to do some big pushes around 4th of July. We're going to do some big pushes around Memorial Day. Uh, we're going to do some big pushes around Veterans Day. And if we do that and get out there, we also are trying to get into um, Hood Howdy. I don't know if they call it, I don't think they call it that anymore. Um, I, I came up with Cavazza's Carnival. I don't know what they're going to call it, but uh, it's got a rhyme, I guess. But they're gonna, I, I know they're going to still have that. We want to get a booth there and have Bibles there. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll receive Bibles in time for that. Uh, if that doesn't happen this year, definitely next year and get those out there. So, and all of these things, again, I tell you this, I cannot do by myself. Okay. I'm, I can't let this overtake my responsibility as your pastor, but this needs people to do and involved. If you want to volunteer to sit there and hand out Bibles to soldiers at a at Hood Howdy or get out there and deliver some Bibles. Hey, we have some Bible deliveries. We're going to implement that into our Operation Homefront. Uh, so if you want to be involved in that, please do. We need all the help we can get to get those things out there. Uh, so how can you get involved? How can we get involved? So there's so many ways you can get involved. But here are the biggest need. Involvements in discipleship. We've passed that list around. Get involved in doing that. Uh, prayer. We need lots of prayer. We've been praying uh, in the men's prayer time for these things. Pray for God to open doors. Prayer, prayer, prayer. We need to pray this year. We're taking on some big challenges. Taking on some big, uh, I'm saying Warriors Light Ministries is a big project. Uh, it's a big goal to get 65,000 Bibles out every five years. That's a big, that's the ultimate goal of what we want to be able to do. I said, well, how many Bibles is that? That's about almost 15,000 Bibles a year. That's a lot. Uh, and I'm thinking, where are we going to store all of these? Once we, if we're getting big shipments of them, we're going to have to get several shipments a year uh, to accommodate that. Uh, the goal is to get to that point in the next five years, Lord willing, as the Lord allows. All of this is on God's timeline, Amen. He can go as fast. I don't think he's going to go slow, but as fast as he wants to go in it, but in his time, and we're committing that to prayer. Uh, the biggest, second bit, the third on the list there is helping hands. Help. We need help. Get involved. Uh, get involved in helping with these things. Get, in help with, get involved with helping put uh, tracks inside Bibles. Get involved in handing them out. Uh, I was so excited. I've said this over and over again. So excited. Almost everybody in the church got involved in getting Bibles out. Was everybody had a story. Everybody had a testimony. People that maybe didn't, uh, didn't really uh, have experience handing out literature before or giving someone a gospel track was able to do that. And we're excited about it. Everybody got excited about it. Our young people got excited about it. My kids are ecstatic, man. They can't wait. They're like, there's a soldier. You know, we were driving yesterday. My son's like, hey, we, we drove by Rose's Cafe. He said, damn. There was like 10 soldiers walking out of the rocking out of the Roses Cafe. I was like, well, we're on the highway. By the time we got back to them, they'd already be in their cars. But that's a good, 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 good eye out, Caleb. And, and so be ready 
to do those things. You know, and if we were on the access road, we would have whipped around and gotten those out. Uh, we need to make sure that we're available to be God's helping hands. Uh, not only that, giving, be prayer. I mentioned that during this time. This is going to take a lot of finances. Uh, we're looking to have people outside the ministry help in this area. That's why we're going in February uh, to help not only with um, helping promote, get some more support for the church, uh, but also for this ministry. And I believe I've mentioned it to several people, and people are very, very interested in it. Uh, so here's the need. Here's the need. Before we get to the end here tonight, as I want to share my heart a little bit, um, over the years, uh, God has used, used Pastor Harvey and this church to see several uh, military ministry missionaries called out of this church to minister to the, mili- uh, missionary, the military here, but also in other places. So this is my prayer, uh, that God would do that again. Uh, it's my prayer that God would use this church again to send out military ministries and that God would bring those that would be able to promote uh, Warriors Light Ministries across the country. Uh, and eventually to have those that would go into a church for two to three months, help them start a warrior's light ministry of their own in their community, whether it be to the police or to the fire or to soldiers, and teach them how to get these Bibles out and get them discipled. By the way, the main goal is yes, to get the Word of God in their hands, but also to give us an open door to disciple these soldiers, to get in contact with them, help them grow as a Christian. That's an aspect of the website that we're going to have, and the title of the tab is, Now What? I have a Bible, now what? And we're going to carefully build that page, and that's going to give them resources and the ability to uh, get in contact with us and be able to disciple them, get them involved in a discipleship program. Uh, But all these things take development. They take some time to do. So our goal right now is get Bibles out, but we're going to be building one step at a time, layer upon layer, to get that more effective. Uh, But that's the goal. We need people. I'm praying that God would provide people to do that. Military missionaries sent out of this church again for Warriors Light Ministry to see Bibles. And because, to be honest, to find these open doors in all of these units on the fort, uh, it takes a lot of time. It takes building relationships. It takes calling on the phone. Uh, We've already built some of those relationships, but uh, it's a big fort and there's a lot of red tape. And uh, need someone to be able to take that on and uh, call to that and that they're in their family. So we need all kinds of people to help. We need workers. Uh, we need designers. You know, if we're going to continue this with the Warriors Light, the ultimate goal. Uh, videographers to get discipleship videos done because everyone does. They don't read anymore, do they? They see a video. Right? So we want to get uh, videographers in doing that. Disciplers, authors, you name it, we need it. That's the big vision over the coming years. Will you pray about how God can use you? Not only in this ministry, but in the discipling ministry, in outreach, in working in a ministry of the church, and helping in a class, and helping in the nursery, uh, in joining the church. Some people say, well, how do I join the church? How do I become a member of the church? Uh, is uh, during a service, uh, during invitation time, you can come down and, uh, and come and just present yourself. Say, hey, I'm interested in becoming a member, or you can talk to me privately. Uh, say, hey, I'm interested in becoming a member. I come in, and I sit down with you, and we go over the doctrines of the church. I hear your testimonies. want to get to know, know you a little bit, and uh, I'll show you what the requirements for membership are. The requirements for memberships are simple. Knowing, number one, knowing for sure that you're on your way to heaven and that Jesus Christ is your only Savior, not trusting works, not trusting baptism, not trusting your goodness, but that you've trusted Jesus Christ alone. Uh, the second requirement is that you've been biblically baptized by immersion in a Bible-believing, like-minded church. Uh, that you didn't get baptized for salvation, but that you got baptized in 
uh, in obedience to the Lord's command for baptism and by immersion. In the Bible, it's always by immersion. Sprinkling's not in the Bible. Uh, and so those are the requirements that we have for uh, membership. Also that, you know, uh, basically that you're not living a life of sin, amen, and that you agree with the doctrines and the doctrinal statement of the church. And we'd love to have you be a part of the family here at Tabernacle Baptist Church and get involved in helping and uh, ministering and loving the Lord. So this year, please pray about these things. So tonight, as we come to uh, the Lord's Supper time here in just a moment, uh, and I'll, give, uh, I'll go over what we require for the Lord's Supper tonight in just a moment. But let's be in prayer for these things. There's great needs. There's great things ahead. And I know God is going to bless. And I, I will say this, that uh, I've been telling my wife, as I believe, that this year is uh, different than other years. And that this Vision Sunday is pivotal in not only in the church going forward, uh, but also in individuals' lives, that it's something special that God is going to do, and I know he's going to do this year. So let's be in prayer for that. Let's look forward to it and be a part of it this year. So I'm going to pray here, and then we're going to have a brief invitation time, and that goes along with our, uh, uh, with our Lord's Supper time as we prepare our hearts to make sure that we're as right with God as we know how to be. But perhaps... There are some things the Lord's speaking to you about. Why don't you speak to him about those things and respond to that tonight before we continue with the Lord's Supper. So let's pray, uh, and then we'll stand together for an invitation tonight. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this evening. I thank you for your word. I pray, dear Lord, that you would build your church and that you would build in our lives as lively stones. You've placed us in each place, Lord, and perhaps... There are some here tonight that they feel like they don't have a place or they want to have a place, Lord. I pray that you show them exactly where that is and that we pray this week and show us, Lord, where you have us be a help, where you would have us be part of that compactedness, Lord, and that effective place of ministry. We pray your blessing tonight and pray for your calling on people's lives, on all of our lives, on mine and the calling of what ministry you would have us do this year and be involved in. We pray your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.